Alright, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate, uh, all one word. And uh, Clutch Figures, where uh, I take pictures of toys. <laughs> and we are covering Man of Steel minute by minute. And today we are covering minute number 10 of Man of Steel. It uh, starts with Laura Lorvan expressing her doubt to Jor-El. And then the minute ends with Jor-El placing uh, baby Kal-El uh, into his crib with the codex in it. Spacecraft crib. Spacecraft. Baby spacecraft crib. That's what they baby need to be marketing nowadays. Spacecraft crib codex machine by Fisher-Price. Hey, what do you got there? Oh, that's just a baby spacecraft uh, codex machine kid. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean <laughs> Superman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that name works better. Yeah, yeah we'll call him that. Yeah. Cal L, the baby spacecraft kid codex. <laughs> Copy machine. <laughs> Crib codex. That's um, good. These are all working titles. One of, you know, one of these names are going to stick. Yeah. Uh, how about Man of Steel? Nah, not no, 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 no. No, not that. It doesn't even have the word codex in it. <laughs> nor crib. <laughs> hey, I'm Cal L. Welcome to my crib. Everything was alliteration for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Well, uh, in this minute, we also get to see some more of Jor-El's crazy tech going on yeah. in the background, I noticed. Um, I don't think there was much to farm out of this minute, for me at least. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not really. I wish they explained what like his tools were or maybe – well, no. I mean, it leaves it up to our imagination. Like, I don't know what – are they in their living room? Are they in the garage? Is this where his – is this his laboratory itself? <laughs> I assume it's the laboratory. Or maybe this isn't even their house. Maybe this is just the observatory of their estate. Possibly. Could be. Yeah. I think because it, it is pretty. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, they, they do launch the ship off in that area. Yeah, you can't launch a ship in your living room. No. No. Unless you just unless you want your coasters flown all over the table. <laughs> Man, my mom got you, mad at me. Do you respect wood? <laughs> 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 yeah um so it's either a observatory or b garage or c all the above laboratory <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> we're taking tests now please uh text your answers to five 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 baby crib carrier cow l kid machine christ copy whatever that name <laughs> we said were was christ copy <laughs> yeah that's a better one <laughs> Um, <laughs> that works on levels, man. So but we, yeah, they're uh, they're yeah. definitely uh, they're you get definitely see, there. Yeah, you definitely see some more <laughs> uh, crazy tech going on in the background. Some of his uh, experimentations, or some scientific computers and gizmos and knickknacks, all in the background. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of his uh, little jacket robe thing he's got on over his. Um, his family crest jumpsuit. Yeah, jumpsuit that they wear, mm-hmm. um, that they kind of explain as Superman's suit. Um, so I thought that was really cool. That's really cool yeah, costume he's, he's design. A good, he's got a good look to him. Yeah, I thought that, that pretty... And even more more cooler of a look later on. What do you mean? Because he wears that in... His the... battle armor, man. Well, yeah, he's got the battle armor, but this is what That's he... What I'm referring to. This is what he wears in the like for the rest of the film. Yeah, in the projections. Yeah, like this is this is him. His garment, 
or his uniform. I don't yes. know if the uniform is it's just everyday just wear. Is this, is, this is this is scientist robes. Like this is, this is how we see Jor-El every day. Um, so he got fired from job. His job. He's just in a rut. He can't get out of his sweats and his robe. So like really, the jumpsuit's pajamas. And Lara's been getting on his ass for the past five <laughs> weeks. This planet's going to shit. You got fired. I'm pregnant. You got to find a way to figure this out, man. You figure it out. You're so he's just pajamas. he got up off the couch in his pajamas. He just threw on his kimono and he went to the law council. Then they were like, "This guy looks crazy. He's not. He's in his pajamas." With a seemingly expensive suit, maybe it's made out of a created animal hide that he's been doing. I don't well, know. Well, no, he's a crazy he goes scientist. to law council with the armor on. He doesn't have armor on. He's in... not in this one. But when he saw the law council, he had the armor on. Did he? I don't. I don't think so. I think we were fighting of which one was CGI and which one wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, his is CGI. Yeah. And no, his is real. Feyor's is real. Yeah. Zaz is CGI. Yeah. So he was wearing. Right. He was wait. So maybe wait a minute. Yeah. See. So when he Here jumped in the Genesis chamber, he was just in the pajamas. No. Well, he took the he took the jacket off, jacket on, jacket off. Yeah. And he jumped in the pool. Oh man, we got. We're gonna have to rewind it back in when he was taken into custody. He was in this robe and and comma, not comma, in this little kimono that he yeah, has he on. Was. And then he took off the robe when he went to go jump into the Genesis chamber. And then we finally get to see, because Zod has, like, black armor. Feyre's got black armor. It looks cool. Jor-El, it's like, you know, the classic Hades versus Zeus. He's got, like, the, the light-colored armor. He's the good guy, clearly. But that's later on. We get to see that. So, I don't think he was and in armor before. I thought he was in armor when he saw the Law Council. Yeah. And then he's not, he doesn't have the jacket on when he's on Haraka and Haraka crashes. Yeah, no. And then, so he must have gotten home, realized that had he looks jacket. like a bum. <laughs> And man, Laura's gonna get on my case. Well, I, so he quickly put on the kimono. The reason I'm trying to like the fact that he's wearing the jumpsuit, I feel like I had to justify because it. it's like, oh, well, he had the jumpsuit on because that's the Under Armour. Yeah, that's just what, the, that's the normal for... Kryptonian wear. No, I, no, because she's not wearing it. Yeah, but the the Law Council's wearing theirs. They have their insignia. They're wearing some dark crystal stuff. <laughs> They got like their insignia showing through. They look like they're about to fight over that crystal with the weird ass swords. And it's almost like a cartoon character how they like you know don't change clothes all the time like Edda and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Really thought yeah. the same. I was it's like, almost like the like their jumpsuits are just like they're that's just what they're seen in. That's it. Oh was, oh, it's got their name tag right on the chest. I, I know who that the guy same is. Exact cartoon. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Edda and Eddie. They always wear the same thing. Yeah. Um. But no, I was like, if he's if he was wearing battle armor in the previous scene, which I'm, I'm, we're gonna look at this after <laughs> after we do this minute. I'm gonna go back and look at it. Yell at each other. That would be why he's got the jumpsuit on, and the the robe is just like his science robes. So yeah, he's got like he's got to science some shit. It's up. like he's if gotta... I was wearing Under Armour that I just worked out in, and I put a lab coat on, a, a lab coat on, because just that like... just screams, oh, I'm a scientist now. You didn't think I was a scientist before because I just came from the gym and I was just in this jumpsuit. Get you now a, you see I'm a scientist. Get you a man who can do both. <laughs> get you a man who owns a lab coat, preferably from a past Halloween costume. You'll never know. <laughs> it just looks like he, yeah. No, but it, the the robe looks cool. The robe looks cool. Um, I do like the black jumpsuit. Yeah. I think that is pretty neat. It's sleek. Because, you know, later on we're introduced to Superman. It's very, uh, blue it's, and red. It's, yeah, it's very Death of Superman esque. Mm hmm. Um, 
But no, I thought that was cool. Um, and I love the costume design on her, and I love the costume design on the law council, even though it gets kind of funky. And uh, I love the costume design of his robe there. I think that's, yeah. I would wear that if that was cool. Like, people buy Jedi robes. Yeah. Like, well, if yeah. I was, man, if, if I could wear Jedi robes every day and not be made. Not even hey, made. Fun. Are, not, hey, yeah, nice, not even nice made, robes, like, clown. It's just a hassle because so, you're gonna go into to to return your library book, and the cops are gonna show up and be like, "What's going on here?" I'm gonna go like, to the library uh, and I'm gonna argue with her that the Camino system doesn't show up on the computers. <laughs> yes, and she's gonna be like, "Cause they don't exist." And then we're yeah, gonna get in a fight, and she's gonna be like, "Get out of here, you crazy dressed up clown!" Yeah, and, and that's how the cops show up. But then, in my mind, they came because I'm dressed as a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> If I was going to dress up as a Jedi, I kind of want to wear that robe that he's got on. I think that would be a cool spin on the Jedi, like, counselor robes. Like, oh, yeah. I want to wear that. Definitely. And have a lightsaber. Just that style. Like, he could That's be, cool. that could be a cool looking Jedi right there. Yeah. That looks like some old Republic stuff. I agree. Um, So that was cool. Um, another note I had moving away from the cool robe <laughs> is uh, hearing Kelex's voice, I kind of thought that, uh, I don't know who voices that. But oh, kinda... I wrote it down. Oh, really? Yeah. Who voices Kilos? Uh, I was like, that sounds Previous really minutes. like Scarlett Johansson. I could not pin no, that down. No, 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 no. Uh... I know it's not. And, you know, they would never allow that. But um, I thought for sure. I was like, yeah. Kilos is voiced by uh, by Carla uh, Gugino. Go- go- oh, Gugino. Gugino. There's a G in there. There's yeah. two G's in there. Gugino. Like Jorge? It's G U G I N O. Yeah, I was like, sure. Jorgino. And uh, and Key Lore is voiced by a uh, Rondell Reynoldson. Both of those names sound fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hopefully, no one listens. That matters to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you think my name is fake? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're uh, they're there, so they're not Scarlett Johansson. I'm gonna send you an angry email. Much to your disappointment. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you hear you hear. Uh, I, I, I assumed that it was Keylex. Um, I'm sure that there's definitely a way to, to look further into this, but in my opinion, it was Keylex because Keylex has always been the staple, uh, helpful robot for the House of L. So why not just keep it in the family? Puns intended. Um, I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> See, never so episode. yeah, so Keylex informs him, uh, quickly comes over, and she says that there's uh, five attack ships coming towards the the citadel Mm -hmm. and that they're that they're scanning um the citadel's defense systems as of trying to see if we're uh if if uh, jor-el and lara are uh, going to attack and uh they're they're kind of uh they're sizing them up they're uh they're they're there to uh to mean business and uh jor-el is is slowly starting to to realize what the hell's going on well it's because zod knows that he has a codex yeah they found that out and um candor so now they're like well yep well obviously he's going home let's see what he's up to and also it shows zod's insignia on the uh the liquid geo that that uh Mm -hmm. one of the robots is displaying and uh i thought that was really cool it kind of gives you like a like a like a schematic of, of the attack ships. It, it shows that there's five of them coming. It, it shows one up close. It kind of probably could give you a, a readout of their uh, their weapon systems. Mm-hmm. It could give you an option to, to retaliate kind of deal if you want. I don't know. They're, they live in, in a smart house. That's another, <laughs> another good, good, <laughs> that's another good movie. Um, and I think this that might be because Kelex has connections with the observatory itself. It's able yeah. to get that readout. Absolutely. Um, if it is not their actual house of where they're staying, 
could Kelex be there with them doing well, that? Well, I was going to say, how does Zod know where to exactly find them on the estate property? Um, Maybe there's only just one landing pad that they have. It's the same one that Haraka fell on. It's the uh, same one that they go to. And it's at the observatory. You have to walk through the, the lab and observatory yeah. to get to the actual where they live. Yeah. So that is like, that is their garage. I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a, confirmed. <laughs> it's the, it's a nobleman's garage. So, yeah. I mean, that's all I have about the tech and Kelex and all that. But we also get to see, is it not Cal's blanket? Or oh yeah, that's uh um yeah. It's, usually we we're we're known to uh to have the idea that Superman's red cape is the the blanket that he was wrapped up in as a baby on his ship, and um it doesn't doesn't appear to be so in this universe. No, I don't. And I've looked into it actually. Have uh, you looked further in the minutes? Since I haven't looked further in the minutes, but I've looked into uh to why he actually has a cape. Because if you think about it. Jorel's just using the same sort of jumpsuit, and all the uh, you would assume that other Kryptonians are in similar jumpsuits. None of them have capes. Why do they have a cape? Why do you have a cape? And you know, just because it was a character that was created in you know 1950s, that it was like, okay, cape means he's a hero. Cape means he's a he's a superhero. That makes sense. Yeah, because they uh, were like, oh, here he's a circus strongman suit, yep, and um, put a cape on it because that makes it look cool when yeah, he flies. Yeah, absolutely. But in in this universe, it actually talks about how his cape is is critical to his flight path and everything. Yeah, it's it's, it's his stabilizer. It's his rudder. It's it's what helps him change direction it helps so him fast and so quickly so everything it, it stabilizes him it's uh it's it's your tail wing so tail, when he tail wing is, uh, that a, is that a word tail tailpipe sure. tail wings. that's what i would have said i would have said tail wing <laughs> tail wing um in later minutes when we actually see his suit unveiled to him mm-hmm. did it have the cape on it already? um when it turns around or is it just the jumpsuit? I think it's just it just shows the jumpsuit and it and it clo- quickly goes to a close up of the symbol. We'll have to look. Yeah, um, we'll we'll look into a it little more, bit. But, uh, a little bit in further. In the next minute, it'll definitely show him in the in the in the, in the, crib, in the seating crib, and it might have the actual red cape. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll we're see. just. I mean, we're just. But talking for right now, right Laura Lurvan is holding kind of like a textured blue cape. Yep. That, um, who knows? Maybe in production. And I'm speculating here, of course. Maybe they wanted him to have a blue cape. And they were like, oh, he's going to have a blue cape. So we filmed uh, her holding a blue one. And then later on, they are like, oh, I'll make it red. Yeah, we could, never know. Could be one of those uh, continuity errors. And then they just kind of retconned it somewhere that he has a red cape. Yeah, could be. Uh, but huge speculation. Don't, mm-hmm. don't uh, quote me on that. Yep. But I thought that was cool. I, I When I saw the minute, I was like, she's holding that blanket. Yeah, and it's, it's blue. definitely something that that was an eye catcher, especially to fans that know mm-hmm. what you know is supposed to be key, what is supposed to be happening, what you're supposed to be seeing in key moments of this this critical point. Because you hold it up life. to her, and there's a close up yeah. there, and I yeah, it was really like, mm, like yeah, that's not. And, there's, and there's nothing else left of Krypton other than a spaceship, uh, a Kryptonian, and a blanket. Yeah, and like the little but, key yeah. that they yeah, like and a scout ship, the key with the and house some symbol robots, on it. and a genetic birthing chamber. And Keylor, <laughs> yep. So uh, we're wrong on that one. But yeah, also I kind of noted a, l- a little more darker tone to this movie. Again, uh, going by realism and the darkness that Snyder was portraying. Um, 
you you can see and hear the sorrow in Lara's voice and see it on their face. Like this is their last goodbyes. Like you're, like this is it. Like imagine you know saying goodbye to your child that that you you know her say you'll never get to see him walk. We won't get to hear him say our name. Like that's just heartbreaking right there. Yeah, and no. especially on on both sides. Like um. Like this, this is—it's the last of his species, and uh, and you get to see it later on in the film, and especially in comic books and in, in general with Superman books, that he he doesn't ever get to to actually really communicate with his parents other than the consciousness of his father, and that's only just a little bit that he gets, and it and it kind of reflects on his face too whenever he's reminded of his birth parents that. He's it. He's the last of his species. They sacrificed the entire species for him and him alone to for him to be the best that he can. Mm-hmm. And that's just like such the weight on your shoulders already right there that it's just so sorrow. And we see a couple different stories of Superman, uh, ones that he accepts that Krypton is gone. and Yeah. But we also get to see like in Superman for Tomorrow where – he doesn't accept that yeah and he tries to recreate krypton in in a way that um he can like live on krypton and like kind of drown in his own dreams of reliving being in that moment yeah absolutely um kind of like um that plant i forget the plant with um oh yeah i know what you mean the the mongol yeah um oh gosh what is it the Mm. hmm black star black black gosh black spore black spore plant mm-hmm. yeah whatever it's called they just had it in a it was in supergirl it was in a supergirl episode too. i felt yeah. that was a very um i was not a fan of that episode when i first saw it i was like oh that's cool but then like it later hit me i was like these are just they want to do superman but they can't so they gotta do supergirl with superman stories yeah and i kind of felt like that was a shame and don't try to use this as an excuse to do superman stuff just treat supergirl right and respect her own properties even though she's part of the superman universe like yeah kind of do your own thing man but i thought superman for tomorrow superman for tomorrow is my favorite book about superman i thought that was a really good i really enjoyed that one um all-star superman is fantastic Mm -hmm. um but there are different stories where you see superman uh, come to terms in different ways of yeah. how to deal and with I mean, and, yeah, the death and, of Krypton. Books, it shows him, you know, create these giant crystal and glass statues of his parents, mm-hmm. and, and they're holding up Krypton, and you know, and that's super symbolic in a way because you know that they, the two of them, made the decision to let Krypton live on with their son. They had no idea if he was going to survive. They had absolutely no idea. They just had the highest of hopes, and that's, it's a definitely a good way, especially with the statues. It's a good way to commemorate, you know. And these two people, they're, they, Jor-El and Lara are some of the most important beings in all of Superman lore. I mean, obviously, because he wouldn't be alive if not for them. But it's just they they made the decision, the hardest decision that you can make was to send your kid away into the unknown in hopes that your entire species will survive. There is some calculation to it, though. Like... Jorah wasn't just going to, like, jettison his son out there. Oh, yeah, I mean, no. At least we found the Earth. We yeah, found well, the they found ship. it. But, I mean, much like in other stories, like, Kara's ship gets messed up by, you know, the mm-hmm. sheer blast of it and, and previous continuities. But uh, she... 
both of them. Um, what Laurie even says in this movie, she says, "What if he doesn't make it? What if what if he go, what if something goes wrong?" Kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. anything could happen. An asteroid could come and knock him out of you know the the flight path or something. Like anything could happen. Of course, mm-hmm. you know they still they still have those uh, space travel problems as we have. <laughs> That's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and there are other movies that kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Um, Star Wars for one. Uh, to Harry Potter, um, you know, the parents make a sacrifice. Yes. In order to save the hero of the story. Yeah. And this, um, or even, I mean, even Batman, um, there is a sacrifice there. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen to Bruce. Absolutely. We don't know how that is going to change him. Of course. And we don't know if that's going to break him or is he going to be able to adapt. Um, if you're if you're reading those stories chronologically. Now, if you yeah. know Batman already, then... Or if he's just going to, you know, drink his life away. Yeah, exactly. So, it is scary. Every, uh, I guess if you take all those stories, you do get to see the different paths that one person can take from the same event. Mm-hmm. You know, parents creating sacrifice for their son or daughter to live on. How does that change you as a person? How do you adapt? And yeah. who do you become? And it's just like you, 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 you have this massive responsibility on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all, all of them. Superman, Batman, Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. How does Multiple. That, how does that change you? Jin Erso? Yeah. Um, it's crazy that the... the the butterfly effect that might that might occur, yeah, and like who you choose to become. So, it is a it is a very this is their final moment. Mm-hmm. I I would assume, um, I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen this film, but <laughs> when the end of this moment when we get to it, and then the actual destruction of Krypton, I don't know what the time is between that. Between the destruction and when the ship flies away. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's going to be the only one left. Well, yeah. And then the ship... Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But okay. Then, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then there's another scene. There's another Zod scene in there and uh, and all that stuff. And also... Because I wasn't sure if Laura, Laura Van was going to be able to kind of monitor it for a time being before Krypton just got destroyed. Oh, monitor the ship to see if it yeah. was going all right? Because I know I like know. this is going to be mean, the last moment, kind of like, oh, we're going to about to send her son off. But I didn't know Laura Laura Van was going to be like, Kelex just... Until Krypton's end, I just need to make sure the ship is... I don't know. I wonder if you can track things when they're using a phantom drive. You can and find a like ship hyperspace. on another galaxy. You can find but a ship. But through like, their hyperspace, their, uh, their, their, their phantom drive that they have going on? I wonder if you can... I wonder if there's just zero readings that you can send back. I think you can't track it if it's doing well. But if it fucks... If it messes up. If yeah. It, <laughs> if it messes up... <laughs> If then, it crashes and stuff, it, it then probably... you'll then you'll know and yeah. like so you're hoping you don't get a notification. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean that's all I got yeah, on this that's, minute. That's, that's what I got too. All righty, can wrap it up. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's wrap up this minute <laughs> and we'll catch you guys minutes. up next week. Uh, if you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can follow us on all social media at DC EU Minute. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check us out. We're going to go ahead and wrap up here, and we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.